Good afternoon and welcome to NUFC Matters. It's the Worldwide Show where we uh, look back on the last seven days at Newcastle United and uh, more importantly, look back at uh, another win and another three points for Steve Bruce and the lads. Uh, Almiron, of course, opening the scoring uh, very, very, very early on uh, with a with a wonderful strike after good work from Callum Wilson and Joe Linton. Yes, you heard that right, Joe Linton. And uh, then uh, a bullet header, no other way of describing it, from uh, the returning Dwight Gale to secure all three points against uh, the strugglers West Brom. Uh, maybe it's a bit of a sweet goal for, for Dwight Gale, which we didn't really mention on the live coverage yesterday, and the fact that he's spent a lot of time there in recent years and probably built up a lot of friendships so to get that winner and, and hammer another nail in the proverbial coffin for West Brom uh, probably did have a bit of a sweet moment and I, I must admit I haven't double checked his celebration but I think it was quite muted um, and that is probably the reason why so Daz uh, good afternoon and uh, yes another three points for Bruce um, my we're, we're going at the wrong end of the table as far as we're all concerned we all thought would be troubling the relegation places but uh what, what chasing europe does yeah after 11 games uh yeah let's let's uh get get very excited and look forward to champions league next year um yeah no um let, let's be realistic we, we know what's to come um if back in our, our bruce out show um I, I i we had five games to look at I set set uh, Mr. Mr. Bruce Alouid, um, uh, ten points out of fifteen. Okay, the the Villa game di di didn't go ahead, so I've I've altered it. I'm like now expecting nine points points out of twelve from him. That's that's what he has to, to reach. He's doing really well, uh, and especially in the, in the circumstances as well with the the COVID and and players coming back and still out and and not knowing where everybody is. It, it must have been difficult, so we have to give him some credit. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's got six from six for me, and, and I'm happy with that. And uh, why wouldn't I be? And uh, yeah, it, difficult games ahead with with the uh, with the uh, well, difficult in in Leeds will be a stronger outfit. Fulham, let's see what what they produce. Uh, but then the big ones with with we've plenty of, of tough games coming out of Christmas. Uh, what I call it a free hit with the, the likes of City and, and Liverpool. Uh, we need to be good to get more a few more points on on the board, and uh, then we won't be have to look over our shoulder as much uh, going into the new year. Who impressed you yesterday, Daz? Yeah, for me, yeah, I didn't get to make the the, the match day live, uh, but yeah, for me, the likes of Hayden, who was playing, who came back from COVID and and was playing in centre back, and and Miggy, yeah, Miggy got the goal early. He had a few more more um, uh, runs and attacks and stuff. Um, they stood out for me. I think uh, nice to see Gale coming back from 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 injury and uh, get getting the goal. He, he was. Boston to get a goal. He had the, the earlier header before that. Uh, uh, that that looked like that was going in. Um, you know, you, you could you could as soon as he came on the pitch, you caught. Okay, if a goal comes here, it's going to come from from Gale. He was he was just wanted. I just hope he can keep continuing and not not get get injured because when he's when he's when he's uh, when he's not injured, he 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 does produce the business for us. Uh, so he's he's a quality player to have around. It's just that whole injury thing for for Gale. 
Yeah, it's uh, it was good to see him back on the pitch though, um, and you know banging in the goals. So uh, yes, a good result, and uh, you know Newcastle fans were smiling again last night. Alwaleed, uh, good to see uh, Newcastle get another three points in the bag. Uh, yeah, first of all, congratulations to all Newcastle fans. Um, the thing is that I'm a fan, and as a fan. It's so hard for me. Not, I'm, I'm not accepting when I see my stronger team on the field uh, defense uh, most of the game. As a fan, when I see, when I know, really, my name is my team is stronger. So I become very angry when I see my team. The stronger team is is making defense all the time. Why we shouldn't uh, play better than this? If we are playing to a team, it's uh, below us in the level of performance. If we play last night against, let's say, Wolverhampton, Arsenal, Chelsea, I will accept the way we play. But against uh, someone just came from championship, play this way make you angry and even if we steal a win in last minutes but uh, i mean i know I and mean, in this uh, they are calculating the points but uh, we get lucky that we score a goal in last five minutes but yeah. uh, it's a three point after all yeah chip has agrees good result but yet again the performance left a lot to be desired um Pete, good afternoon, mate. Um, welcome to the show. And yeah, look, three points yesterday. We'll watch the match together. Um, from my perspective, um, I've got to agree with Alwaleed. I think that um, our pre our match coverage shows it. You know, the first half, I think we were all happy. Um, Newcastle were at least giving it a go. But then something happened at half time where Steve Bruce got them in and, and seemed to to get the lads all on a, on a bit of a downer. Now. I've listened to both managers and I've obviously listened to some of the pundits since yesterday. Um, was it down to the substitutions? West Brom's substitutions were positive at half-time. They obviously brought on uh, two attacking options. Um, Newcastle didn't make the changes until a bit later and then obviously the substitutes they brought on changed the game. I mean, has your opinion changed from yesterday? Um, not really. Um, I, I think... When you said something must have happened in the changing rooms uh, at half time with, with Steve Bruce and the players, I think it's the absolute opposite. I don't think anything happened. And I think that's why the players came out in the second half and played the way they did. Because uh, I think we, we were talking about it at half time. And, and the one thing we said is right, we, we just made it to half time without conceding the goal. Bruce needs to get them confident and get them up and ready and get them attacking. And we came out. Out and we did the complete opposite. And that says to me that Bruce hasn't said anything of any note um, to get them ready for the second half. Or if he has, the players aren't listening, which is even more worrying. So it's one, of the, one or the other. But the, but the way they came out in the second half was a team that was purely sitting back and hoping that we were going to take the 1-0. And with West Brom, had nothing to lose whatsoever in this game. They're fighting for every point, for every game. You expected them to come out, and actually, their half-time changes it, it gave them that positivity. They put an extra guy up top in Charlie uh, Charlie Austin who can get a goal. Um, they made those positive changes. They were more attack-minded, 
because we gave them that confidence and that we didn't punish them in the first half. And then we kept giving them more and more possession and they kept getting more and more chances. At some point, they were going to take it and they did. Um, I, I do, I have to say, you know, we've, we've gone on about Bruce and his subs making them too late. He made them early this, this time and I think it helped. And I think it helped bed the players in that came on or off the bench and get them settled into a game. It's so difficult coming on as a, as a substitute. It takes you 10 or 15 minutes just to get you find your feet. Uh, and getting to the flow of the game, and that and that helped, and it helped the likes of Murphy and, and Dale, um to come on and really you sort of make an impact in the game, and they did. Um, you know, it was it was it, the one positive Bruce was saying about Dwight Gale that he was he's been chomping at the bit in training and looked really really sharp. I always I'm I'm not sure whether to believe Steve Bruce when he makes comments like that because you know. <laughs> uh, he makes comments like that all the time and, and it kind of goes over your head because most of the time he's talking a load of rubbish. But it looked it. It looked it. He came on and he looked really sharp. And look, Steve, we, we talked about it in the panel. We talked about how, how the link-up between Joe Linton and, and, and Wilson was good at Palace. For me, in that 15, 20 minutes, Gale and Wilson looked better. They looked. They had more of an understanding. And, and I'm really, really sort of interested to see how that sort of develops providing that Gale stays fit but look it, we're always going to take the three points no matter how it comes but we know with the players that we've got in the squad that we should be performing better and I think it's only right as, as, as fans of this club we have a right to have an opinion the people in the media the pundits you know they make out that we are not allowed to have a say we are allowed to have a say as fans and we are allowed to demand better football from our our club and our players. And with the players we've got in the squad, there is no reason why we should be putting teams like West Brom to the sword by two or three goals. Yeah, I've got to agree on that. Pete, as always, eloquently made uh, your point. Um, Martin, um, do you agree with Pete? I, I, I do. I think he's 100% right. I think, um, it, like, I think Chris Sutton... And I know there's a huge part that he just, you know, he likes to goad Newcastle fans. And I don't normally respond, but I did yesterday. I just said his punditry was lazy and half-assed, which I thought it was. Um, you know, he, he made comment about, you know, Bruce deserves some credit. I, th I think, you know, we need to be upfront and honest here, which is Bruce has been extremely lucky. We, you know, he's not had good game management. Yesterday, um, Probably for the first 15 minutes, we were okay. You know, as a as a set of pundits and panellists ourselves, we got to half-time on the show yesterday and we said, yeah, well, you know, we're okay. Joe Linton did okay. Um, you know, first 15 minutes, Miggy took his goal well. You know, the, the setup play was good. The ball from Lewis, the ball in from Joe Linton. No complaints. But for probably 30 minutes of that set, of that first half, we were nowhere near the game. We, As Pete said, we were given West Brom way too much um, ball. We didn't seem to have a, a, a secondary on how to get further forward. We were sending wayward passes. Um, I made a comment on Twitter yesterday that we had absolutely no legs in the middle of the park. Shelby and Longstaff, for me, offered absolutely nothing in the middle of the field. Every time we did start to break forward, we had a, had our two forwards further up the pitch and our midfielders were 50 yards behind. So there's no ability to be able to link up that play. And I, I, I made comment on the chat yesterday that 
you know, if I when I looked at the opposing team, when I looked at West Brom for that 30, 35 minutes of the first half, they started to come back into the game. Conor Gallagher in the middle of the pitch for West Brom, in my opinion, was outstanding for them. He was box to box. He was in the middle. He was picking up ball. He was breaking his neck to get into the, the final third. Neither of our, our, defend, our, our midfielders did that. Not one of them made an attempt to break into the ball. I mean, we had one attempt where Wilson was on the right-hand side crossing the ball into the box to nobody. And he's he's kind of holding the arms out to say, where is everybody? When the cameras pan back, Shelby's 50 yards back standing with his hands on his hips. We we have a severe problem in midfield. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have seen Bruce bring Matty Langstaff on for a while yesterday. I don't know why he didn't bring him on. I know, you know, the feeling on the panel is that, you know, Bruce, you know, Shelby is one of Bruce's favourites, so he's never going to sub him. You know, he gives him the captain's armband. I would have preferred to see Richie as captain yesterday. I think Shelby is just offering absolutely nothing to us at the moment. And I think people that sit and look at that game objectively yesterday and sit there and say that they thought the midfield was good and that Longstaff and Shelby are a good partnership, I'm sorry, but you weren't watching the same game that we watched yesterday afternoon because our midfield was woeful. Um, I think the two subs, when we when we did make subs, Gale coming on, I think, I, again, I agree with Pete. I'd be interested to see the Gale and um, Wilson partnership maybe blossom a little bit because I think, uh, you know, there could be an understanding there. Um, you know, Gale is wily and experienced and, and knows where to put those balls, knows where to make a run. So he kind of, I, I would think he knows where Wilson is going to make a run. So I think that's one to possibly watch. But again, if we don't service the strikers, we're not going to score goals. And barring the ball yesterday from Murphy, which was an absolute belter of a ball, you know, one that you, you go back to some Newcastle goals, if that was a Keith Gillespie or, you know, a ball in from Richie to, to Rondon or whatever with bullet headers like that, you know, it was a great ball and it was a great goal. But other than that, our midfield did not give service to our two strikers, in my opinion. And Wilson was having to come deeper. You know, we played the game. We got the second goal. You know, I, I did enjoy the last kind of five, six minutes when we did get the six-minute injury time. I thought Wilson's shithousery was spot on, um, even to the point he gave one of their players a kick in the Achilles and took a yellow. You know, we've probably not had a striker like that in a while that was, you know, to... It was sheer arrest, taking the ball into the corner, trying to keep a hold of it. Two West Brom defenders around him, you know, booting it off them. I, I thought his play as a striker, albeit he didn't score, I thought, he, I thought he had a really, really good game. He's just top class. So, look, three points, as, as Pete said. Um, I think the look, Bruce's look will run out at some point. Um, I think Leeds will be a completely different game because they play front foot attacking football. I think if we play like we did for the 35 minutes and the first 20 of the second half yesterday, I think Leeds will give us a run for our money. Um, but we need to go at it. But, you know, as, as Pete said, like likes of West Brom, second bottom yesterday, haven't scored, came off the back of a 5-1 thrashing at Palace, who we beat the week prior. How are we not severely putting them to the sword? It just... it. it it was three points, but for me, the performance was nowhere near good enough again. And we have some problems in midfield for me. 
Yep. Uh, anyone who missed uh, the match earlier on today, uh, Sheffield United struggles continue. They were beaten comprehensively at Southampton by three goals to nil. And uh, in the game that's kicked off now, it's Palace nil, Spurs nil. Uh, Tom Dixon asks, should Dwight Gill be given another contract at Newcastle, Daz? Yeah, that's a question that that uh, I think you talked about yesterday as well. I think, and I agree with what what Richie said uh, yesterday about uh, if we could extend it for twelve months, uh, if he'd accept something like that. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be given a long term contract, no. Uh, especially when we don't know what's what's happening as well. Uh, like, is the the dreaded T word happening? Is it going to happen and soon or, or whatever? Um, I'd be I, so I wouldn't give him a, a, any. Decent length, and actually, if we could extend it by twelve months, all the better. Just, just going back on what the, the, the lads said, like the, the guys probably have a different, because uh, I was just watching on my own yesterday while the young lad was asleep. Uh, but oh, here he is, here, hey, Chris. Um, yeah, back. But um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I agree, agree with what the lads were saying about that the midfield was shocking. Uh, I thought that the 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 two. Um, uh, fullbacks weren't great either. Their crossing was very poor, uh, and yeah, I, I, I was I was calling to bring bring on Murphy because uh, um, instead of Craft uh, at one stage, and and yeah, I think Lewis now needs to needs to to, to take a break as well. We have Richie back. Give 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 Richie a run at, at left back position or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I can see how 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 we're not happy with the performance. We were playing West Brom. I wasn't expecting this to, to get a, as a, a hat full of goals. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the win. Um, but yeah, for me, we're 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 all towards the bottom of the, we're a bottom of the, towards the bottom of the table team. So I'm just happy to pick up uh, uh, points in those six pointer games, uh, no matter what means uh, necessary. So that's why I'm happy. I'm, I'm on the on the positive side of things rather than the, the negatives as the lads are coming across. Yeah, Ben Willett says our football's awful, but I think we have to accept the situation as it is. Bruce won't be sacked while we are mid-table, and we need to stay at Premier League for any hope of a takeover. Short-term pain for long-term gain. Sorry, and uh, sorry Steve, just one, one more point. I just want to promote a new channel that that has come on. Uh, it's, it's Chris's walking tours. So yeah, mask up and uh, off we go. Uh, coming live to your living room. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's my little plug for for Chris's channel. It was it was a, it was a cross between, as we said yesterday, Annika Rice and Mission Impossible. Um, I've never seen anything quite as funny at times. Um, his attempt to get Wembley in as he was approaching Wembley Station was a classic. So right. even if you just uh, fast forward through uh, yesterday's match day live against West Bromwich Albion, you will see Chris in various uh, various locations, hot foot <laughs> hot footing it across London, Uxbridge, Tower Hamlets, you name it, uh, to get home. All in the name of being on the podcast, which uh, I thought was. Which was a great effort by Chris and uh, gave gave us a lot of humour yesterday. Anyway, um, we'll come to you in a second, Chris uh, Martin Dwight Gale. Tom Dixon's question was simple: Would you give him a new contract? Yeah, we spoke on this yesterday. I, I, I would, but maybe a twelve month, like Dal says. You know, if he would take something, maybe on on a on a you know a one year extension, maybe on slightly reduced wages. Yeah, and, and until anything happens credibly with the takeover or anything else, you know, we're not in a position. I, I think it'll be loans in January. Will he go out? Will Bruce go out? Will we get a hold of another loan striker? I don't know. So I, th I think at the minute we need him. Longer term, I agree with the lads yesterday. He's, he's not the longer term answer. But I think short term, where we are now, 
Um, I think Gale gives us something that we can't afford to lose at the moment. We've no backup to Wilson. Um, Carroll's certainly not going to. So, um, yeah, I think we, I think we need to, to to look at something. Whether he'll take it or not, I think is a, is a different story. Okay, Chris, Dwight, Dwight Gale, would you give him a new contract? You know, I'm one of those guys that thinks that the takeover is going to happen. So, um, uh, with with no takeover, sure. Um, but uh, mo- mostly, I've seen with flashes of brilliance in the Premier League. He's been more solidly a top championship performer. So he, he wouldn't be on our squad for continuing forward after new money is injected. But um, for now, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of on the fence here. Um, but I'm, I'm inclined to say, you know, if the, if the lad produces, then why not? Okay, Pete, are you on the uh, Dwight Gale fan club? Would you give him a new contract or uh, is that just, uh, you know, going a little bit too far? Um, uh, me and Martin spoke about it on the um, on the match day live yesterday. You know, I'm of the mindset of I I I wouldn't give him a, a, a long term contract. Uh, I, I just wouldn't. He hasn't he hasn't earned it. Uh, being honest, he hasn't earned a new contract with us. Um, you know, look, he scored goals for us mostly in the championship, but his injuries are far too often and far too long. And when he's not a player that we can depend on, you know, we talked about the Andy Carroll situation where he's barely kicked a ball or he's looked unfit or, you know, he's constantly pulling up. Dwight Gale was the same. Um, and I'm, I'm sick and tired of having those types of players in our squad. You, you look at the left-back situation with Paul Dummett. He's, he's not played for nearly a year now, you know, and we can't keep having players in the squad on big wages or big in terms of what we offer anyway. And, 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 and then these players sitting on the sidelines. So, personally, I wouldn't. He's he certainly got to really show his fitness for the rest of the season and, and score goals. Um, that's going to be crucial for him. Um, at, at the very most, I'm, I'd, I'd be with I'd be with Daz and, and Martin and, and give him uh, an extended uh, contract for a year on reduced wages. Yes. We've got to remember he's on, he's on big wages now because of the... the Solomon Rondon deal where he signed an extension in order to leave to go to to West Bromwich Albion. He's on big wages, and it's not just someone you can say, "Oh, yeah, give him another contract." Because ultimately, he's not going to start. He's not going to be first choice. Callum Wilson, when fit, is first choice. But you don't want to be paying a second choice striker crazy wages for him to be sitting on the sidelines when you can probably go out and get someone younger or someone that's certainly a lot fitter that's going to be playing regular, who's going to be a, a, an alternative option. So, um, yeah, like I say, I, I wouldn't give him a, a, a long-term contract, um, but he's he's got it all to play for. I think any contract he take with us, let's be honest, I don't think he's going to get a bigger club than Newcastle if he leaves us. Uh, so I think a reduced wages and an extension of a year, I think he'd take that. I think he'd snap it up. Um but anything longer than that, I, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, there's no doubt, uh, Alvalid, he's in good goal-scoring form. I know he's been out for a while with injury, but prior to his injury, uh, back end of last season, um, you know, he was putting the ball in the back of the net and he did it again yesterday. Uh, if Newcastle will not uh, contract him, I will try to recommend him to my club in Saudi Arabia. 
for me <laughs> for me he's a great player uh, kind of a player he's quite standard uh, steady performance uh, good great in positioning himself in the team box uh, but regarding injuries that's uh, that's i don't know i'm not really any uh, i don't know about the injuries is he is he usually get injured but uh, i see also when he play next to wilson wilson get more free uh, i think best performance of wilson last night when gail was in the field um, for me and as he's a saver i think he saved us many times uh, for me i would i would like to see him in newcastle continue in newcastle Okay, the guys in the private chat are wondering if you're moonlighting. Are you in Costa today instead of Starbucks? <laughs> no, it's a different section in the coffee. It's a different section in the coffee. <laughs> Brilliant! It's, a, it's an ongoing joke, folks. We uh, we we often see our lead with Starbucks behind him. Uh, he's changed his venue again twice in a row yeah. now. He's uh, moving around. He's uh, getting as bad as Chris Saudi tours. Chris is Chris is tours Saudi uh, branch. I'm still waiting for this guy to finish his order, so he's still... <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. There's a great uh, post here from Barry. I'm going to read this out. This is an interesting uh, avenue to go down. Uh, read an interesting article about Steve Bruce. Uh, Alex said that Bruce was the type of player who, even when injured, would continue to play for you. Do you think that's why you expect our players to do it? Uh, Daz, we've seen a lot made of uh, Steve Bruce's comments in, in recent uh, weeks about run it off. Um, a lot of people were joking about the COVID virus uh, hitting Newcastle, saying that Steve Bruce was just expecting people to run it off. Of course, that was tongue in cheek. But yeah, I mean, is it is it that kind of I don't know nineteen eighties player mentality? You know what I mean? Like drink hard, play hard, and you know you know you get a bust nose. Well, you know I've had plenty bust noses. Get on with it. You know what I mean? And you know if a hamstring that'll be okay. You know run it off. Is it is it that kind of mentality? Do you think that, that that's the reason that Steve Bruce has so many injuries? So the question is, do I think Steve Bruce is a dinosaur? <laughs> uh, yes, is the answer. Uh, yeah, no, he is old school. Look at he, he come from the Alex Ferguson days. Uh, like a, a lot of a lot of managers came through the, that 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 uh, that line, let's say. But uh, yeah, that 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 would be his thinking. Um, yeah, I, I can't see him adopting the the newer the newer uh, styles, let's say. But um, that's his thing. We 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 know we know what to expect. Like. Um, I just hope that he he doesn't uh, break our players before uh, before they the, the should. Um, yeah, I, I think he will he will just adopt the the old school mentality, um, and and that's just Steve Bruce. Yeah. Okay, Martin. What do you think of that, Steve Bruce? Obviously, uh, Alex Ferguson was his manager for many many years, and uh, essentially, just you know. It, the, the whole run it off theory would would probably add up if that's what he used to do play through the pain barrier I, yeah I, I, I think Daz is right I think it's it, it, you know to be fair when Bruce, Bruce played it was a different era football football is nowadays it's completely different it's a different game you know we spoke you know a few times going back when we spoke about you know we started to get these little niggly injuries again in Newcastle and you know we were getting hamstrings and strains and stuff you know, and I questioned the medical team said, you know, one of the things that, you know, Rafa did cure when he got into Newcastle was, you know, all the managers that seemed to come before the medical team that was at NUFC, 
we seem to keep getting these little niggles and everything else. And Rafa seemed to put that right. We and we've kind of slipped a little bit back, but I think back, you know, obviously when Bruce played, you know, him and Pallister, you know, the centre pair and for, for Man United, you know, they were a great central defence. You know, Bruce, I've seen, you know, getting the bandage around the old Terry Jappies yeah. with your know, blood gushing. Like those days are gone, really. You know, you get a head injury now, you're off, and you know the medical teams are just a different thing. So I think whilst he might expect lads to maybe run off a knock or try and run it off, I think with the way that footballers are now i think it's just it's a different game completely and i think as professionals you know the medical side of the game has changed and i think that those you know while you might want it i don't think it's a reality me personally i think you need to you know treat the injury take a player off if there's any doubt or concern and you know get them right i don't think i think it just risks longer term injury so i think where we might gain for half a game we might lose a, a Wilson again for another six games, so I, I don't see the point. Okay, yeah, I believe there's a lot of concern about Steve Bruce's uh, injury injury run since he came to the club, but uh, that would probably make sense. What Alex Ferguson has said, where you know he would play through the pain barrier, maybe that's what he's just you know expecting from his players that he manages. Uh, maybe that's true. One of the reasons um, I remember um, I used to be. Uh, 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 helping a uh, basketball coach in, uh, in Saudi Arabia wheelchair basketball team and I had some players get injury or his uh, stamina not very well so I يعني, because I know sometimes the injury of the player or his stamina I just talked to the coach I said this player I don't think he can to continue with the game he always tried to uh, shut me down and he said no don't talk to me about this. I know better. Uh, later on, when I spent many years with him, I uh, I noticed the reason he ha- he have uh, he doesn't two two things. I noticed he doesn't like to change much in the game during uh, the game unless he have to. Second thing, I hope it's not uh, th- this reason. He's not have a trust on the player on the bench. Uh, I was with him like four years. This is the two reasons I uh, I find out. Uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe uh, this maybe he he doesn't like to change much, or he have no trust in the in uh, at the moment on the player on the bench. Just opinion. Okay, good stuff. Uh, Chris, welcome back, mate. I know you haven't been too well. Good to see you back on the uh, back, you know, back on the show and back on the uh, podcast. And I bet it's a happy household in Liverpool with uh, Everton beating Chelsea yesterday, and the missus will be dancing round the dinner table. Yeah, yeah, she was absolutely made up, Steve. And obviously, I'm happy as well. We, you know, we got our three points, which is fantastic. And then uh, we watched the Joshua fight last night, and obviously, he won. Good so fight, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't even talked about that. I yeah, mean, it was really well good. worth watching. Really good. Um, managed to get a feed as well, which was even better. So, because I always begrudge when when you know paying that kind of money for that kind of fight, and um, usually it's all over in seconds. But uh, yeah, I predicted a sixth round knockout. I wasn't far off, but um, I didn't have any money on it. But it was good. Yeah, enjoyed it. it was a good fight, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, um, I think we're all we're all waiting for the for the Fiori fight, aren't we? Um, yeah. Obviously, I've I've got my own opinion on that, like, but um, yeah, it's it should be it should be a really good fight. But 
hopefully the sooner the fans are back in the stadium, I think we'll push towards um, you know that that fight happening. I think everyone's been putting it off and putting it off, but I think that's going to be the big fight next year. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. And at the moment, I can't see past Fury. Um, getting to football, though. Newcastle, great win. Um, we're talking. A, we're, we're talking about a little bit about that. So obviously, you've joined us slightly late. So just give us your opinion on the match. And um, Dwight Gale, would you give him a new contract? Yeah, it's a tough one, that isn't it? Um, yeah. So the match yesterday, um, great start. What was it? 20, 25 seconds in. So yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, Miggy, superb. Uh, and, you know, uh, as you said yesterday, and I know a few of the other lads mentioned because I was watching, um, big credit to Joe Linton because that, that through ball was fantastic. Really, you know, showed his awareness and, um, you know, he's really he's really picking up now. So let's hope he can continue that. Uh, we've got Leeds midweek, haven't we? And then Fulham at the weekend. So, yeah, let's hope he can continue with that. Um, yeah, obviously... West Brom were creeping back into it and I I was particularly frustrated because I put a message out um, to yourselves while you were all on, you know, saying um, I was frustrated watching Billich because Billich saw the problem, made the change, changed the formation and then West Brom were all over us early in the second half. Uh, they got their equaliser. Um, annoyingly, uh, Jamal Lewis uh, was ball watching but, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, fair play to the lads for coming back and Fair play to Bruce as well. You know the two subs that he made made the difference. Murphy coming on and Gale. Um, in terms of Gale, I think I think I've, I've said it before. I think we need to give him a new deal. I'd personally look look to give him maybe a two year deal, but I'd ask him to drop his wages. Um, I'd maybe say to him, you know, we'll give you two years if you drop me the wages. That way, we still we still keep the value of the player. If we move him on, great. Um, I don't see the value in giving him a year deal personally because I think he will just say, "Well, I want to keep my terms, uh, and we won't get any monetary resell from him." I think how old is Gale now? Is he must be early thirties? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just we probably wouldn't get much off him anyway. But yeah, you know, fair play 31. to him yesterday. Thirty-one. Yeah, fair play to him yesterday. He, you know, um, he's. I think it was uh, his second chance because he he had a header which the uh, was cleared off the line. And uh, you know, for such a small lad, you know, we did really well with that either. Really good. So yeah, I give I give Gail a new contract. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris. Um, other thing we're talking about today, uh, before we come to uh, your namesake, is uh, Steve Bruce. There was a comment from Barry who said that um, uh, Alex Ferguson had mentioned it must have been either on an interview or in his biography that uh, Steve Bruce was the kind of player who would run injuries off. Um, and we're just Barry was just thinking, is that the reason you think that he expects the players that he manages to do that? Chris Hall, that was to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, Chris Hall. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I thought you'd be talking to the other Chris. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, uh, to you, Chris. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, yeah, I think. Do you know what? Based on what you've uh, all been saying earlier, you know, there has been a change. Like we've moved on in terms of how things were years ago. Um, I know. I noticed a couple of you said, you know, about those legendary pitches. Um, you know, with players, you know, with bandages around the head, I automatically think of Shearer. Um, you know, he, he played through some really, you know, tough uh, injuries that he had on the pitch. Um, Bruce, yeah, I mean, you only have to look at Bruce's face, don't you, to know he's been through a few battles. And you know, I think he, um, I think, I think he, 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 he was a battler, and I think he was somebody who would really, you know go for it and you know he probably expects players nowadays to do the same but i just i'm not sure that they would would they do it for bruce i don't know um he just strike me as he likes to be one of the lads so 
you'd, you'd hope that the players were behind them. I know a few weeks ago we questioned that. Um, again, I'm not really sure, you know, whether that is the case or not. But I think nowadays, I don't think I don't think you can uh, expect players to play through things. I think you know, medical science has come on loads more, and I think if there's any kinds of um, any kinds of worry or danger of players being further injured, um, and you know. I don't think that running off an injury anymore happens. Um, so, yeah, I, I think personally, as soon as someone gets an injury, they need to come straight off. I know where uh, Martin O'Neill, uh, a lot of players said, you know, they'd run through walls for him. And that was the kind of manager that he was. I think even if Martin O'Neill was managing now, I don't believe that, you know, players players would run through an injury. I mean, I know players, certain players get injections and um you know they they will put their put their bodies on the line, um, and the sad the sad thing is, as much as I don't like saying it, you know, I don't believe that we're kind of in that position. You know, if we were in a Champions League quarter final, would players put themselves on the line? Probably. Um, you know, if we're mid table in the Premier League, uh, you know, against I don't know a West Brom or a West Ham, I don't think players will do it. I think they'll just say, oh, "I've got a bit of a knock here, I can't play." Yeah, interesting points uh, to Barry's question. Uh, big out shout out to newworkwear.com, specialist in the supply and branding of clothing for the workplace, who sponsor our StreamYard application. And also a big shout out to qtechshop.co.uk, who make our merchandise, uh, the t shirts, which you can get at Newcastle legends.com got those rather snazzy nufc matters t-shirts which i think our leaders are modeling and the supermac t-shirts are now on site as well as the supermac mugs so if you're looking for last minute christmas ideas uh, then pop on to newcastlelegends.com we've also got the food bank calendars which are available for 9.99 and all 9.99 uh, goes to the food bank which uh we popped up to this week, me and Steve Hasty, to hand over 500 quid from the uh, Christmas due, which unfortunately couldn't go ahead, but which will go ahead in the new year. And a big thank you to everybody who uh, left their money in. Um, you can also catch up with us on iTunes uh, and on Spotify if uh, you're out and about and don't have time to sit and watch the uh, YouTube channel. And uh, all we ask is that you like, you comment, you share and you subscribe to the channel. That will be uh, very helpful to us. Uh, Chris, coming to you again. You've moved again. Um, you love this moving around with the uh, when you when you're live on the show. Um, yeah, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, lots of them, lots of soft muscle injuries, etc. Is he is he asking people to play through the pain barrier? I mean, ASM. We talked about that on Match Day Live yesterday. You know, it, it feels to a lot of people maybe he's fell out with them. Was that because he was playing them and telling them to play through the you know through through injury? I mean, you know, is 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 there you know is there a bit of truth in what Alex Ferguson says? Yeah, you know, I, I I'm not quite sure how much managing uh, Steve Bruce actually does. He seems to delegate the whole team management to his assistants, um, and he's just kind of there to put put the the hand around the uh, the arm around the shoulder. Um, I mean, um, so I mean, obviously, he doesn't have a great record at most places he's been. Um, and uh, sort of a, a, an old dinosaur in terms of tax and stuff. So I, I don't think he's evolved as a, as a manager. And so I think uh, there could be something there in terms of this is how we've always done it. This is how I'm always going to do it. And uh, players play my way or you don't play. Um, so 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a background in physio or anything like that, but uh, it's, it's, it's certainly possible that, that his sort of laissez-faire attitude in terms of play through the pain is just, is, is not what the modern game in 2020 uh, requires. And just one other way and that Sue Bruce is just sort of, the game has passed him by. Yep, I agree. Uh, 1-0 to Spurs, and it's that man again, Harry Kane, as he takes another step towards Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League record. I always cringe when I see Harry Kane scored. Um, I, I really aren't, I'm not looking forward to that day at all. Uh, Pete, Steve Bruce, injuries. Is, it, is, it, is there any truth in what Alex uh, Ferguson has said, do you think? Um, I think Baz put it perfectly when he referred to uh, Steve Bruce is a dinosaur because he, he is a dinosaur. Um, he's he's just one of those managers, and there's a few still out there that are just not uh, are just not capable of moving on in the modern game. It's not we're not in the 90s anymore. You cannot expect players to play through uh, serious pain um, and at the at the level required at Premier League level now. Uh, the game moved on. It's so much quicker. It's so much more intense. Um, there's so much more demand on players physically nowadays than there were back then. Um, you know, from a, whether it's a pace aspect or just a fitness aspect, that you, you can't get away with playing at fifty percent. Um, but Bruce hasn't moved on with those times, and he's still expecting players to do that. I mean, you look at um, a, a more recent example is is John Joe Shelby. Uh, John Joe Shelby is apparently playing with an injury uh, with some form of hernia. For, for 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 weeks um, and then got to the point where he couldn't possibly play anymore to the point where he had to have surgery now you know why why not try and protect the player and protect the player's sort of longevity by getting that done and dusted earlier and he would have been back by now or a lot a lot sooner um, you know it's just that's just one example and I'm sure there's others that we don't know about and, and you know I think Martin talked about uh, Rafa Benitez's record you know, we we have very rarely had injuries, very very rarely had injuries, and before that, under Steve McLaren, we had a shed load of injuries. And it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't. It's not you don't take a rocket science to work out that that it's down to the manager, the manager's way of working. And, and Steve Bruce just hasn't moved with the times, and that's why we're in the situation where we're literally on eggshells, game in, game out. I mean, I. I have to be honest, every time Seth Maximin runs with the ball at his feet with pace, I cringe because I, I, I cringe at the worry that he's going to pull up with the hamstring again. And the same with um, Callum Wilson, the way he presses, the way he works off the ball when he's constantly running. I worry that he, he, his hamstring is going to go or he's going to pull up a really serious injury. Um, because Steve Bruce does, does, does not know how to manage um, players from a medical point of view. Uh, so, you know, I'm not surprised that Steve Bruce was the way he was under Sir Alex Ferguson um, because Sir Alex Ferguson had a special way with players. Um, but uh, I'm also not surprised that we've had the injury record that we've got under Steve Bruce because, as I say, he is a dinosaur and he, does, he doesn't know how to move with the times. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think most of us agree on on that point, one hundred percent. Crowds back in the ground. Let's finish off on that, lads, because I've got a, a couple of shows to pre-record, and um, we'll have to we'll have to finish this in about ten minutes' time. But um, yeah, I think 
crowd's going back in. I've, I've had my say on it. I, I do find it a bit strange only allowing 2,000 in and in these certain areas which are on the lower tiers. Um, a few people in the chat are making the point that it's making it quite unfair the way they're doing it, um, i.e. putting them behind the goals, um, which, of course, you know, can affect, I suppose, certain players. You know, having, having crowds in some grounds but not in others is giving the home teams uh, an unfair advantage, Daz. Yeah. For me, it's 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 all or nothing. I, I know there's the the tier system in the UK um, that um, certain clubs can have a certain number of, of uh, fans back and so on and so forth. But uh, it's it's all or nothing. But for me, I think we covered it in another show. I wouldn't have any any fans back at all, especially in the Premier League, because all the games are on TV anyway. Um, and, and and in UK is, is kind of a step ahead of, of most as well. They, they started rolling out the, the the vaccine, so there's not an awful, there's not too much longer to wait. You would imagine before, uh, and uh, well, maybe it'll go into next season. But uh, uh, for this season, I wouldn't have fans back at all, and and that's that's I'm that's the kind of point I made the last day, and, and I'm sticking to that. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really agree with it, and especially uh, uh, with, with clubs. Uh, some clubs having fans back, and, and others not. That, that that's an unfair advantage in, in, in the way I look at it as well. Tom saying he hopes he's going to be in tier two this week. Tom, I'm afraid it doesn't look good for us because I think the, the lump in the northeast all is one, and I don't think uh, certain areas of the northeast northeast have done as well as you uh, as our area in Gateshead. So I genuinely feel that we'll remain in tier three. I can't see us coming out, unfortunately, mate. But uh, non-league football will be back. I think we'll be able to attend uh, the likes of Dunstan again. So hopefully see you down there, Tom. Um, yeah, I mean fans back at football grounds, Martin. We all want to see it. Um, I know that you. Know, Know, people like David Moyes, for example, have been, you know, very, uh, very pleased to see fans back. But there is, there is like, you know, is a slight, a slight disadvantage when a lot of the teams are just putting the fans in the goal, like behind the goals, and and it's obviously going to cause, you know, cause an unfair advantage, I suppose. Yeah, like I mean, I've I've got the um, I've got the, the the Palace and Spurs game here, and there's fans either end of the Palace ground behind both goals, but. You know, watching it now, I haven't obviously haven't got the sound up, but it's there's no. I don't think having two thousand back has actually done anything to raise the atmosphere or or, or, or do anything else. And obviously, London, you know, got stuck into tier two while the northeast was lumped into tier three. Um, so I, I I agree with Dad's. You know, I, I my piece was about the lower league teams having fans back in, and I know you know you can say, well, what's the difference between a Premiership team? But there's obviously a massive difference in the funding and the money that these teams have. So for me, the lower league teams, you know, your Dunstans, you know, your unfortunately your Division Three teams like Sunland and other ones that you know they need they need fans in the ground to generate money. I think you know is where I would have liked to have seen fans, but I think I agree with Daz. I think it needs to be all or nothing. I think the allocation of it, you know, the way that they've got the fans. I mean, look at the palace ground there. I mean, it's so scarce. Like, you know, what what's the point, really? I don't, you know, if I was a, if I was a palace season ticket holder, I'd want to know either I was going or I wasn't going. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be not known if I could or couldn't. So, I think it should have been nothing for this season. I think we should have just played out um, and and gone 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 for everything once it was done and clear. So, yeah, agree with Daz on that one. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, I will leave. You'll, you'll have seen on the coverage of uh, the football in England that there are fans back in some of the grounds. I mean, what's your view on it? Does it give Does it give teams a bit of an advantage having some of their supporters in? Do you think? Um, maybe just you know better than nothing. Again, it's like gradual preparation for a gradual return, uh, step by step. I want my. If you compare all uh, activities around the world, nothing uh, now for now is forbidden. You can go now everywhere, just maybe traveling, I think, the, the issue with traveling. So, uh, to wait until the vaccine, still the, يعني, for me, no, no, uh, no exact answer for this, but I won't mind... Uh, I won't mind uh, getting back uh, to the because some some fans are eager, the most to go to the stadium, so maybe this is the one who who will you know, he will, uh, they deserve to go there, and get a chance just to, for a gradual return to the games. Yep. Okay, Chris, what's your view? I, there was fans down at uh, Everton's game. Um, I, I saw that, and uh, yeah, I mean, great result for Everton. I mean, did did the fans play their part? Uh, I'm, I'm with those that, that, that say we shouldn't have any fans until it's sorted out. Um, I, I, I don't want to put it, uh, keep putting people in tears and privileges and separating one class from another. It just kind of reeks of, I don't know, uh, privilege or something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think... I think once it's all sorted out, uh, we'll, we'll we'll sort of put this put it in the rearview mirror and say, remember those years when, when there was no fans in the stands. Um, but for the public health, public good, better off to have a, a return to full stadiums when everyone can be vaccinated. And you know whether that's a year away or not, I think it's worth the wait. Okay, Chris Hall. Um. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna uh, disagree with everyone here on on this actually because having watched the uh, Everton game yesterday, I I I do actually believe. I know there was only two thousand fans there, but I do actually believe that has made a difference. And I, I like the idea of the home, um, you know, the home team having some fans in the stadium. Now, albeit I know there's only two thousands, and really, as a, as a, a spectator watching it on the television, you, you you won't really see the difference as such. But I think in terms of a player. You know, you know yourself. If you can hear someone, um, you know, shouting at you and saying "come on" and all stuff like that, I think, I think it does make a difference. And I, I firmly believe Everton wouldn't have hung on yesterday without some of their fans being in the stadium. I firmly believe that. I think Chelsea, um, you know, Chelsea struggled last night, and Everton took advantage of the fact they had some fans in the stadium at the very start of this. Um, I know, I think it was Norwich who had some fans, you know, behind closed doors, like in the, the exact boxes. I didn't agree with that. I thought that was really pointless. But I suppose it's it's hopefully the start of something, you know, uh, where they start to allow more and more fans in. You've got to start somewhere. And I do I do like the idea of some fans being there. I, again, I think it's, it's harsh on, you know, how they pick the fans and stuff like that. I think obviously that's, um, you know, that's difficult. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not a season ticket holder myself at, at St James's, so you know I appreciate it's much much harder for people who are. Um, and I, you know, I, I do really sympathise with people, especially the ones who don't get picked. Uh, but I do I do think in terms of you know the t the home team advantage, I think it's nice to have some fans there, and it does really bring back that home advantage because I think a few weeks ago 
Um, you know, it didn't particularly make much difference whether we were playing at St. James's or whether we were playing at Selhurst Park. It just didn't think there was much difference. So um, mm. it's nice for some fans to be back in the stadium. I was speaking to somebody who's a corporate box holder at St. James's Park and the club um, did make a bit of a faux pas last week. They advertised uh, tickets for the Fulham game at St. James's Park uh, had gone on sale and apparently uh, 500 will go to corporate uh, box holders and 1500 will go to those in the stadium. Um, it was quickly removed from the website because it was a mistake and emails were uh, and cash was re returned and emails were uh, sent to say that this was a mistake. But it gives you an idea of where we're going with this if Newcastle do allow people in. 2,000 fans, 1,500 will be ordinary fans, if you like, and 500 will be corporate uh, fans. And um, that, that just gives you an idea of where we're at. And I think it was something like £115 a ticket for the corporate for, uh, for that game, which is, uh, which is rather extreme. I'm not sure what those people pay on a regular basis, but um, you know, in COVID times and, and you know, the, ex the match day experience is going to be a lot different. I think you know maybe anything over £100 is still rather extreme for even for the box. But, you know, Pete, um, yeah, come to you finally on this. Uh, fans back in the ground, you know, 2,000 supporters, does it really make any difference to uh, to those on the pitch? Um, I think it does. I, I agree with Chris. I think it has. It, it gives them the advantage because there's been a lot of talk since the restart uh, about home fans not having an advantage because there's no fans there. Um, so I think having the fans back in the stadium, it, it's giving them a little bit of an advantage. I don't like the fact that if you're in Tier 3, that there's not. Um, obviously, we're, we're up north with yourselves. There's, um, there's no fans allowed in St. James's. There wasn't yesterday. And obviously, me being in Leicester, we're the same. We're in Tier 3 as well. I think we've been side by side in Tier 3 the whole time. So, um uh, and obviously Leicester fans are not having any fans back in their stadium either so it is a, it, it's, I don't find that that's fair I think what they should have done is in, in tier 3 they should have still been allowed some fans back in but less than the, than the tier 2 um, areas of the country um, they should have more fans in um, but I think some fans would, would even it out at, at least a little bit um, but yeah, I do think it has it has a benefit, and I just don't like the fact that, for example, we played West Brom yesterday, and we weren't allowed any fans in the stadium. But yet, you've got you know Palace again today. They've got fans in Everton, like Chris talked about. I've got fans in. So some home home teams are, are, um, are benefiting from this and and having uh, fans to be to, for them to get behind, uh, get behind their players, and and yet we're not. You know, I don't find that that's fair. Um, it, it needs to be either all all of us benefit from it, or, or none of us do. Um, you know that that's for me how it should be. Um, I just I just find it baffling that they're allowing you know some fans in and some not based on the tier system. Uh, there's no reason why they couldn't have said right. Well, you know we'll we'll let three thousand fans in, for example, anyone in tier three, uh, sorry tier two, and maybe you know one thousand five hundred for for fans in in, in tier in tier three and then if you're in tier one in some areas of the country you have a little bit more and then it, it develops from there there's no reason why that couldn't have happened at least then all fans are allowed to access their clubs and, and be allowed back into the into the stadiums at some point 
Yep. Okay. Good points. Well made, lads. As always, great to spend a bit of time with you. I'm back tomorrow uh, with Ladies' Night. It will be a pre-record as I am actually uh, working tomorrow and uh, will be unavailable to do a live. But the uh, show will be pre-recorded today and we will be out tomorrow. If anybody wants uh, to book on to Chris's walking tours, give uh, Abdaz Shocks a shout. Uh, there he is, masked up with his uh, with his logo uh, once again. And uh, don't forget, think before you tweet. Uh, it's very important. It's our social media campaign that we're running uh, all through December. Just uh, if you're going to tweet something or if you're going to send somebody a message on social media, please uh, just think about the person that you're sending it to. Give it a little bit of time and thought because, uh, you know, people might have had a bad day. And if you're sending them some abuse, then you shouldn't really be doing that. Just just think before you tweet. That's the message we're sending out. But uh, from me, from Daz, from Martin, from Alwaleed, from the two Chris's and from Pete, uh, thanks very much for watching, and uh, we will see you again soon. Take care. Cheers, guys. Take care. Take care, guys. Think before you tweet. 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 Please, just think before you tweet. 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 Think before you tweet.